What is this shit? Well, relax. You relax. That's Drake right there. The guy that oh, he's be, a. Like the on. most famous entertainer right yeah, now. Yeah, no, planet. I'm well aware of who he is. I don't think you are. Not Maury Amsterdam. You, I heard of him. It doesn't Maury mean I Amsterdam. like him. You, let me tell you, you suck at the beginning of the shows. Last Why week, do I, I heard, suck at the beginning of the shows? Last week, I go, okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Whenever you want to go. And then you cough within a half a second <laughs> of the first one. I don't know if you suck worse or I suck because I was too lazy to go back and edit oh, it. Fuck it. We don't what should they anything. pay to get in? That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, nothing. Even what a when day. they pay to get in, I'm not going to change it. Yeah, no shit. No shit. What a day. That's what a good a sign. That's a good sign. The day was great, and here is why. Um, my favorite thing to do really in life is annoy people. And I really, really <laughs> like to annoy the people that are closest to me. It's fun. Okay. So we have, um, from the event, we had Dave and Jeff shirts, yeah. which were great. As I told you, I got some more done, but they were just for people that had already paid or had made yeah. donations and, and done things like that. I didn't I didn't run a bunch of extras, so I don't have any. I've said it a handful of times, and people still say, well, I want, hey, how about you hook me up with one of those shirts? I don't have any. Yeah. But for the people that had already been accounted for, I need to take care of them. So one of my close friends that I grew up with is uh, a girl named Wendy in Encinitas, yeah. who I see on a pretty regular basis. Well, through Wendy, I met four of her friends that all were nice enough to say, hey, I'd love to have a shirt. Really cool. Yeah, and it's great. So, Dave, I've had their five shirts in my car for two weeks. But Wendy's got a very, very cool friend named Candy. What makes her cool? She's just fucking funny as shit. Funny as shit. Hot. Cougar. Okay, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah, I love her. And she knows uh, because me and my friend Tommy whose dad passed away recently, my friend Tommy Gallo, we saw Candy at a party years ago. We were all fucked up. <laughs> and Candy, super cute, super nice, walks up. She's like, hey, guys, how you doing? And Dave and uh, Tommy and I are him. We're like, Candy, what's up? You still married? She's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, two years. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, Tom and I start laughing because we were just kidding around. And we turn around, she'd walked away. Like, oh, shit. Well, that's how, but, you know, she was married, so yeah. not like anybody was going to hook up with her. But she's great, and I've been friends with her, again, for 25 years. And so she saw the shirt. She sends me a message on Facebook. She goes, hey, can you send me one of those? I go, yeah. She said, do me a favor. Get it to me before Wendy and the others get theirs. <laughs> and she said, then I'm going to post a picture on Facebook, and I'm going to ask them, what do they think of the shirt? I go, Fuck, I'm in 100%. Okay. So I've had all these other local hens bugging me for two weeks. Hey, where's the shirt? Ah, shit, I need to bring it. Well, the whole time I mailed it to Candy. Okay. So today, Candy, being as great as she is, goes on Facebook and does the exact thing. Hey, look what showed up in the mail today. Goddamn if my phone didn't start <laughs> buzzing within about 10 seconds. What the hell is this bullshit? Well, I've been laughing all night because yeah. I just like annoying my friends. And it was worth driving around with shirts for two weeks for the payoff. My son, Jack, today, I put it on social media, uh, wrote a newscast. I don't know why. Wrote a full script for a newscast. Included in there, he throws to Katie Temple for sports, the okay. whole thing. And so my wife sends this to me and goes, hey, you got to check this out. It's pretty funny. And she goes, you should send it to Katie. 
I bet she'd get a kick out of it. So I do. I'm like, hey, Katie, check out what I got. Pretty cool, huh? And my wife had used whatever the draw tool is on your phone. I couldn't do it. My life depended on it. But she draws a yellow arrow to the part about Katie Temple. Yeah. So I go, hey, check this out. I, I figured you'd like it. But I don't include my wife in the post. So immediately, she's friends with Katie. Now, I know what's going to happen. Fucking Persian attorney. So I go, hey, Katie, look what I got for you. Here we go. Fucking a minute later. Well, it's pretty nice how I don't get mentioned in this post that I sent it to him. So I just called her. I go, what the hell's going on? She yeah, goes, what's going on? She's dying laughing. I said, ah, hey, the arrow looked yeah. good. I knew she would see it. And as soon as I didn't acknowledge that she was what the one who egomaniac? said- egomaniac? Relax. Oh, they're all egomaniacs. Everyone has to be mentioned all the time? God damn, Dave. It's unbelievable <laughs> the life I live. It's a good thing I got off that fucking Lexapro. Who knows where I'd be tonight? <laughs> we're all watching. Now that you announce it, everyone's watching yeah. to see uh, better or worse. That's what we're all but doing. But she- uh, no. I heard that all day today. Yeah. All right. Now that you just jumped off- yeah, I've been off. And he's sitting there saying, I'm going to come, gonna call my shot now. Everybody says, now we're going to watch. No, I will tell you, um, what was great is she and I just laughed about it. My wife and I get along great. We just get along great. So, no, don't anybody. It was 100%. You, just so you know, this is what I get all the time. And, I, yeah. and, I, and whatever you handle any way you want, I haven't said, said anything. So, I'm, I just want you to be happy, guy. Yeah. And I want your wife to be a happy person because yeah. your wife has never done anything wrong to me. I'm always supportive no, of her and she's still the mother of your kids. And Yeah. Absolutely. So I have nothing bad to say about anyone in your family, obviously. But uh -huh. people say to me all the time, Jeff says his wife, sometimes will say soon to be ex-wife, sometimes uh -huh. he'll say, so you, you kind of throw people off because I, you, I just, just, and just so people know, I just heard Jeff have a conversation with her right before we jumped on. Yeah. Sounded laughing. like he, I, I had no idea you were talking to, but whoever you're talking to, you're getting along great. I love yeah. it because she's because she knows I did that to her on purpose. Okay. And she's like, God damn it. But she's cracking up. And I said to her, Friday is my birthday. Yep. I was going to ask you about so, it in the show. So I said, uh, I said, you know, you would think if I'm going to fuck around with Wendy, who I've known for 25 years and has taken me out every year. Yeah. Or my I, until we're officially divorced, which is still coming in October. I don't I don't have a term for her. Yeah. She's just been my wife for 10 years. Uh, she's planning a dinner on Friday, so I don't know That's what cool. else. Yeah, it's really nice. Did she ask you? She said, what are you doing for your birthday if you're available? Yeah. We, we would like to take you out. Yeah. That's cool. And I said, absolutely, I'm yeah. in. Um, and so it'll be it'll be great. You know, uh, she, look, I, I had a long talk with my son, Cade, about it yesterday. Really? And I just said, look, man, what she and I are trying to do is set a good example for you and your brother. I said, that's it. And I said, she and I have always been on the same page for a lot of things. And I said, the main thing that we've always been on the same page about was making you guys the priority. I said, my parents had a horrible divorce. And oh I said, we see others that go through it. And I said, I've, I've never said anything negative to you about your mom. And, and he said to me, he goes, Dad, I'm telling you the truth. She has never said anything negative about you in the house. And he said, I'm sorry you guys are splitting up. But he goes, God dang. He, he just said, man, Perfect. I appreciate the way you guys treat each other. And I, I just know now at age 10 that he'll remember it when he's 20. I hope it impacts the way he treats women. I hope it impacts the way he treats girlfriends or his wife. And hopefully he's married for 50 years. I hope it impacts the way he thinks of his dad. I hope it impacts the way he thinks of his mom. And anybody else can go fuck themselves. Really. <laughs> no, but I mean, nobody. Well, who doesn't want what you just no, said? No, exactly. I mean, you, everything you just said was perfect. So uh, why, yeah. who wouldn't want that? And it's and it's sincere. 
Like I, yeah, I, have, I believe it 100% from person oh, who watches from the outside. I believe exactly yeah. what you said. No, I intentionally did that today. Just having fun, not to be malicious, yeah. just because I knew immediately that she would be this fucking guy. I send him this shit. And yeah, I just did it to be a, a pest. Yeah, I think what people, because obviously a lot of people that, that listen to what we do here and listen have known you forever. And if they don't know you, they feel they know you. Sure. Because you've shared everything for the last 20 years. Sure. So they go through and they have said, people have said to me, they go, is he okay? I go, honestly, yeah. he, he's doing okay. And I said, yeah. and when I talked about the tenses, is what people say. Sometimes he goes back and forth. Sometimes yeah. it sounds like he can't wait for the divorce. Sometimes oh, I push no. it back. Sometimes it's my ex-wife, my soon-to-be ex-wife. Then it's my wife, and you you bounce around. Yeah. And so people go, "Is he okay?" Because he changes the tense all the time. Always do, just because I'm too fucking dumb to know the right way to put it. I mean, we're not. When we sign the papers, um, should be my ex-wife at that point. But I think I'll be able to say, yeah. I, I fucked around with my ex-wife. And I bet people on social media it fucking confuses yeah. the shit out of them. And I think that's great, too. Who cares? <laughs> uh, like, she... I knew immediately yeah. that she would get the... She would know that it was done... Like, it was not malicious. She knew today what I was doing. Just fucking yeah. with her. And Katie knew what I was... Well, I don't even know if Katie understood. I was just having fun yeah. with her. And she took the bait immediately. She's like, you fucker. I knew exactly what you were doing. Um, but no, we get along great. What was cool, Dave, you talk about being okay. I spent, I'm a little late getting down here because I just spent 45 minutes with Che Hernandez from AFSP. And what an unbelievable guy. Um, every, this goes to every one of you that donated money for our event. Every nickel has been paid out Perfect. as of tonight. Everybody, uh, Che and Carol from Yellow Ribbon were the last two. And I dropped those cashier's checks off. My man, Idiot Savant, your shirt is officially mailed out today. Uh, my pal, and uh, servant overseas, Idiot Savant. My friend, Nick Albert. Yeah. I fucked up and put it in too big an envelope, so it cost me 25 bucks to send Nick a shirt in London. I couldn't have given less of a shit. I love Nick. He's always supported this show. And 25 bucks to have a Dave and Jeff show in London. It was the fastest That's 25 cool. bucks I've ever spent. But it's been hanging over my head to get those two guys hooked up. So that shit's all gone out tomorrow. I do, I do have someone, and not just one, but I've had a few people ask me for double X's. Those are the ones that... I have none. That, 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 well, people will write to me through the Yahoo account. Yeah. The Dave Pellet Yahoo. Look, I'm happy to, to send out any of the extra ones I have. I just don't have double X. Yeah. That's that's the one. So when you guys request that one, that's the size I don't have. Yeah, I don't. Um, I need a small. If you have any smalls at all. I just small. Yeah, but but we're just kind of giving them out. Um, look, there's a uh, an AFSP walk coming up on Saturday, October the 27th at Liberty Station. And because I'm blind as a bat, but I actually have a pair of glasses here. Um, registration check-in is at 8 in the morning. There'll be an opening ceremony at 9.30 in the morning, and the event ends at, at 12 noon. Uh, out of the darkness, community walks. Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. We can register today. There is a Dave and Jeff team that is put in. Um, we've already donated uh, $2,100, which was basically what I gave uh, Che today. Then Larry Thomas and our friend Petra, who lives in Berlin, by the way, have combined donated another 90. So we're at 2190. If we get to 2500, which is 310 bucks away. Yeah. If we get to 310 bucks, uh we're officially gold members. There we go. For the show. 
Here's what I would say, because Che had not seen Jake's video. And I watched him watch it as the local director of the AFSP, and he was deeply touched by Jake. And as I pointed out, I said the thing that struck me about that video, Jake has not spent 20 years doing radio. Jake has not spent 20 years as a broadcaster. Not 20 minutes. No. But it is so good and so well thought out and so perfect in the message that he delivers it was really, really impressive. Um, I would just say this. If you have been touched by Jake's video, like all of us, donate 10 bucks. Just go in under the Dave and Jeff team. Nice. Go to go to here's the website I'm going to give you and just look for the Dave and Jeff team. Uh, let's see. AFSP.org slash San Diego Walk. And there's a Dave and Jeff show team. And I'll tweet out the link. Uh, again tomorrow when I get to work. So if you want to wait till sometime on Tuesday, I know a bunch of you. If you want to donate more, you can. But I would just say if you watch Jake's video and you want to be part of our team, we'd love to have you. It's open for everybody. Yeah. Um, my wife and my two sons are going to be there. And we're going to walk together. We're going to walk in in memory of Lou and Lou Palais. And, uh, but I know a lot of you have been impacted. We're going to walk in tribute to Jake. This is what Chase said to me tonight. Dave, Dave doesn't even know this. Chase said that was such an incredible video that they would like to extend an invitation to Jake to be one of the speakers at the event. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I said, I don't speak for him. I'm his, I'm his role model, obviously. <laughs> what the fuck that? Oh, I didn't know. That would oh, I didn't explain know it was a lot open, where we are today. Oh, I didn't know it was open mic Jeez. night. Oh, I didn't see the brick wall behind me that said "fucking Caroline." <laughs> uh, but I, said, I didn't know we were in the comedy cellar. Yes. Hey, everybody, Kevin Nealon's here, <laughs> and there's fucking Yakov. Um, but we'll all be there. I mean, all we gotta do is put yeah. three hundred and ten bucks in, yeah. and we're and we're at twenty five hundred. We'll be there. And he goes, uh, he goes, hey, you know, if you want, we can split it up, do two silver teams, one for Lisa Ann, one for Dave and Jeff. I go, Jay, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> he goes, what? I go, why the fuck would I do that? Why would I be like, hey, you take your team. Maybe Costa and Steve Woods, the tidy whitey brothers, can yeah. go over there. I go, I'm not doing that shit. I go, me, Dave, and fucking Les Moonves. Oh, boy. Tom kidding. He's not invited anymore. Anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we want you to come out and be a part of it. Yeah. But Dave, it was just great. That's really cool. Every dime has been paid off. And I, I took Cade with me yesterday. He goes, God, why are we doing this? I said, dude, I have the worst fear. My car is going to get stolen and every dime is going to be lost. But every dime's out. Every every cent that you guys Good. donated. Thank you. It's all been paid off and we're ready to go. Perfect. Yeah. Look what happened that. today? What do you mean, what happened today? You said, oh, the way today's going with you no, and Jake. No, 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 no. I was saying that explains a lot with Jake. What I meant was, it's been a bad two and a half years. He said, you as a role model. Just giving me a hard time. Oh, you son of a bitch. You Jesus. take that back. Good God. Good take Lord. Take that back. <laughs> you take that back. You go ahead and keep him for a couple of weeks. I will say this, it, it, no, all joking aside, is and yeah. it, here's the deal. I just read on, I don't want this to be a downer show, but... Uh, um, I was telling someone today, as I said, with this new job that I started last yeah. week, we had a break, and someone was asking, like, what, what do you do when you aren't here? 
and I was telling a little bit about the show and the podcast. I said, mm-hmm. Jeff and I do the show on Sunday, Monday nights, and, and then, you know, I get up early and I come in. But they were asking me about the podcast, how it goes. And we got into the whole charity thing, and we mm-hmm. got into Lee Ann, and we got into, uh, you know, different We didn't things. actually get into Lee Ann. No, we didn't. We're the only two who haven't recently. Oh, my but gosh. What the fuck's happening? What's me? wrong with you? A lot. What? I'm off my meds, okay? How Jesus. about you give me a little breathing room? Good God. Just zip it for a second. You're going to ruin that relationship. Jesus. God damn, we got to go with Nina Hartley next yeah. year? I was saying to someone, I go, look, here's, I don't want her. I was saying to, uh, to, to someone, I go, you know what's strange is the people that were trolls or people that yeah. you thought weren't the greatest people in the yeah. world became the ones that were sending private messages of saying they were struggling too. Yeah. So I was going through uh, Facebook like everyone else does during the week, and, and there was a lady that described the exact same story that I've gone through with my son for the last two and a half years, except hers didn't end well. Her daughter died. Oh, fuck. It was horrible. And then she yeah. said, you know, today's the day and the funeral was this weekend. And, and I didn't know the woman, but I, you know, I wrote a little note and I felt could, yeah. easily could relate. It hits you, man, right? Oh, my gosh. I will say this. Anyone who's in a situation I'm in where that late girl's mother was in, mm-hmm. they don't understand. It's a horrible, a horrible, sad story. Everyone thinks that's not my kid. Mm-hmm. But from the parent side, it is exhausting, too. Yeah. And I'm not saying feel bad for me. I'm saying. You know exactly what's going on. You do everything you possibly humanly can, no matter what doctors, what hospitals, whatever you try and do, pep talks in the home, and when it doesn't work, it is hard as hell, exhausting as hell. As I said, right now, we've been one of the lucky ones, but you never know when things flip. And so you always feel like it's never, never safe. But I'm telling you, there are people that go through this, and um, it's interesting to listen to some people think who, who say, no, it's a weakness. I mean, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you to sit there and call people out. You mentioned uh, bullshit. You mentioned I saw to Jake responded to him today, but that guy, that guy had said yesterday, and I didn't want to get into the whole thing. That guy said yesterday he fucked up. Did he? Did he? Admit Stevie, it? Stevie Woods called him out, which I appreciate very okay. much because I mean, I've been off social media for basically the last five days. As right? far as I used to look <laughs> yeah, at it, yeah, because you got to work. Yeah, seven days, whatever. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. Jake, Jake told me today. He goes some guy, man, completely yeah. doesn't understand what's going on. But Woods called him out, and he admitted he fucked up. But Good. Jake was funny and, and did the right thing. Good. He said, well, you got 74 followers. I'm sure they're impressed. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, like I said, yeah. I got, there's no reason to draw attention to it. People yeah. people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And the guy said, hey, I fucked up. No, I appreciate let it. Go. it. Yeah, no, yeah. he's good. He's good. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, so anyway, as I said, it's great things that we're doing this walk. Excited about it. I don't want this whole show to uh, to be about this, but that's very nice well, of everything they want moving on. I'll tell you because as I was putting the money together – and getting everything finalized, and this, this really sounds like it's a joke, and it's not. I remember when Lisa said to us she was deeply affected by the suicide of August Ames, yeah. who was an adult film star. And as I was sitting there last night, and her name popped in because you're thinking about who you're walking in in the name of, Dave, no joke. I, I, same thing as when you mentioned Lisa Ann in San Francisco. I didn't know who August Ames was. And I went and looked her up, and I, I looked back at her Twitter and the whole thing. Holy shit, man. I you talk too. about a story that really impacted me last night. Absolutely. I mean, where you go, this girl's gorgeous. Yes. Like, this is the girl that you see anywhere in PB or Eastlake, Cardiff. I mean, this is this type of girl, right? I mean, you don't, you don't see her hanging out in the other towns I talk about. <laughs> She's strictly San Diego. She's not fucking Tory Pine. She's 10 levels above that. <laughs> not running around with Jay Posner. Hey, what's up, August? Well, maybe go this. 
Maybe we'll go to the dance. No. Not down fucking City Heights. Hanging out there. Hey, want to go to El Pollo Loco? Fuck no. <laughs> not down at IB. Hey, should we go catch fish in the Tijuana River Valley with our bare hands? No, she's hanging out with guys like me, riding yes. fucking Harleys around Encinitas. She's hot. <laughs> but, um, Dave, I looked at that girl. I'd never seen that girl in my life until last Is night. Is that right? No, I'm wow. telling you the honest truth. I had never seen it. And I looked at her and I go, my God. And she had. Very young. Not had, very young, like like crazy young. I mean, like in her 20s. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I know. I was trying to want to set it straight that you weren't. Um, thanks. Uh, but I looked at this girl. I go, oh, my God, this girl where you go. She could have been a Raider cheerleader. Right. You go everything. And she had apparently got into a conversation on Twitter about certain people that she wasn't comfortable working with, and people went crazy on her. Yeah. And she it pushed her to the point that she committed suicide. And I just sat there last night. I went back, and I, I read that Twitter timeline and everything going through, and it was just like, man, you talk about the impact that it has on you. And I've said, I, I've tried to be open. I talked with Che tonight. I said, look, I feel like I've tried to be open about depression, telling you about not on Lexapro right now, which, by the way, I still feel great. I kind of feel like I got my, like, the sense of humor back that I wanted to have back. Um, but, you know, it's always there in the car if I feel like I'm going the wrong direction. Uh, does it work that fast, or is it one of those that you have to be on it for a while? I think you'd probably have to be on it, but I I would get back into a steady routine. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to be a hero. No, no, no. I'm just um, curious. I'm a guy that takes... With, with asthma, I, t- I take like five different asthma medicines a day. Yeah. I mean, I have to, as soon as I wake up, I mean, that's what I'm asking is, is it one of those that's in your system immediately or is it one of those? I think it, I think relatively quick I would notice it. If I went back on, let's say I went back on tomorrow and then took it again on Wednesday, I think, you know, by you, mid-afternoon you Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also think, Dave, there's just a little bit of the mental aspect of going, okay, I'm back on it, right? Uh, again, I'm not. Why a doctor. do you feel when you're on it? You're, you're, it's a weakness. No, no, not at all. I didn't feel that at all. I just didn't like. I felt like the chemical imbalance was kind of fucking me up. And and like I said last night, admittedly, I had not done a good enough job. When I was just five a day, yeah, I was doing five, and that was fine, and I felt fine. Um, Let me. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm go not, ahead. I'm going to keep cutting you off, but I'm curious. Is it one of those where you take five pills at a time, or no, you take them throughout no, the day? One tiny pill. Five milligrams. It's just one pill, five milligrams. Oh, okay. This one pill, like you wake up in the morning and throw one pill in. Yeah, I would take okay. it actually walking into work uh, because I often had an iced tea, and I have uh, the meds just right there in my car. Yeah. And so I would just take one, take a swig of iced tea, and it was five milligrams. But honestly, I wish they had just said to me, just take five milligrams and check back with us in a month, and we'll see where you're at. Because what they did, uh, not intending any harm, was they said take five for two weeks and then increase it to ten. Then you go from one pill to two, and it's a little bit, I don't know, I mean, I guess it would be like, well, I can drink two beers, but yeah. tonight I'm going to drink four. And then tomorrow I'm going to drink four, and tomorrow I'm going to, I noticed a difference, and I didn't like the difference. I felt like it was taking me the wrong direction. And so, like, like I had alluded to last night, um, I wouldn't do anything on Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday I would take two and two. And then Thursday I was like, well, fuck, I'm going to try to chill out. And, fr-. and then I just got so 
uh, out of sync that I just stopped taking it. So I haven't taken it in three weeks. And uh, honestly, I sleep great. Good. I feel good. Um, feel like relationships with everybody are strong. Yeah. Um, I, I couldn't be more thankful to Katie Temple and so many others that are just like, hey, what's going on? I'm just checking in on you. Uh, it works. It, it's great. And believe me, I, if there are days where you're going dark, uh, this is where I'll fucking come to talk about. It. I absolutely have no hesitation in sharing every aspect of it, being honest with you. I promise you as this audience, I'll tell you the same thing I tell my kids. I fucking will not lie to you. Yeah. On those days when I am dying inside and thank God they they haven't been around for a while, I will come right here and tell you every last minute of it in the hope that uh fuck it helps me and it helps you. But right but right now, just like like I said, uh my friends that are busting my balls about the shirt, goddamn I laughed about that all day and, and uh my wife, ex wife, whatever you want to call her, this girl I dated and I knocked up with two kids. <laughs> Um, she was hysterical and, and Dave, here's the thing where like today she sends me a text and she's like, look, you got to give me some fucking ideas for your birthday or it's going to be gift card city. I go, fuck. I love that song from guns and roses. (laughs) That's what it goes. Yeah. I'm like, I love that. Yeah. Gift card city. Take me down to gift card city. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many people that are a month away from getting a divorce and, and I'm out early on Friday and she's like, hey, well, you know, you good for dinner? We going? Yeah. And I'm going to dinner with her and my sons. It'll good. be great. There's nothing else. I mean, Kaboo would have been cool. I love the Foo Fighters. Fuck, I ain't paying 180 bucks to see that shit. Katy Perry and that crazy fucking Annie Lennox haircut lost all her hotness. <laughs> Here's the thing. Go ahead. I got a theory on this too. I got a fucking life lesson for you, okay? Yes. And this is for the women out there. Yes. This is for every one of you. Don't ever get your haircut by a woman and don't ever get your haircut, if possible, by a gay guy. Here's why. <laughs> they view you as competition in the open market. So what are they going to do? They're going to take Katy Perry, who is fucking hot, and they're going to shave your fucking head and then bleach it blonde so you look like Eminem, and then they're going to run you out on the fucking street, and they're going to be like, another one down. And they laugh like the guy who sold you the fucking lime green Prius. They're (laughs) fucking with you. You go find, not Les Moonves horny or Harvey (laughs) Weinstein. Yes. You don't need a guy with his cock hanging out of his pants cutting your hair, okay? But let's find find an even balance. Okay. It's not an even balance. Now, maybe what Dave and I will do. Yes. And it's probably not that tough. Dave, if. if Send pictures in. I'll tell you exactly what you should oh, do. Fuck. We got. Here's at the deal. that time, it's too late. Here's. The, before you get it cut, here's. Jeff's absolutely right on this. All right. I've said this for years. My wife and I have this argument all the time because yeah. she says, oh, I'd just love to cut it short. Bullshit. Here you go. Jeff's 100% right. Yeah. It's a trick. Yeah. Nobody and, wants to and, fuck Mo Howard. Yeah. Here's the code word, and you guys all know it. You women all know it. Yeah. Let me hear it. Once a woman cuts their hair short, what's the number one word used? Cute. That is cute. The cute means not hot. All right? You tell me the next yeah. girl cuts your hair short, and you go, that is no hot. Shit. Man, she's hot. It's cute. And then they laugh. They it's snicker like behind at- her back. That's yeah. As Jeff said, that's one off the list of competition. There's going to no- be more right. I've said this for years. Yeah. I, I will be a single guy Don't in a couple of weeks, it. and nobody wants a fucking hand job from Sergeant Carter from Gomer Pyle. Absolutely right. They want Raquel Welch in Kansas City Bomber. Angie Dickinson, dressed to kill. Fuck. It's not that tough, kids. Now, Dave and I are going to offer up a service. Here's all it takes. You're going to have to come pick us up. 
All right? You swing through Taco Bell, Dave. Listen to this deal that we have. The only payment we need, you buy Dave and I the number eight combo. David's three tacos. You want soft or crunchy? I'll go soft. All right. Three soft tacos. Dave, what are you drinking? A Pepsi? Diet Pepsi. Oh, my God. All right. Get fucking Dave three soft tacos and Diet Pepsi and stick them in the fucking corner of that salon. And as soon as Nancy or Farah or anybody else starts talking yeah. about what she's doing to your hair, give Dave a chance to fucking swallow his third bite. And we'll just go thumbs yeah. up or thumbs down. Piece of cake. Hey, we're going to cut your hair like uh, Burt Reynolds' yeah. ex-wife, Judy Karn. Remember that shit? Fuck no. We just stand up. Bullshit. Everyone is going to walk in there and look like Jacqueline Smith. You are. It's not looking like Johnny Versace. For Christ's sake. God damn, it's time for y'all to get back in the game. You're all sitting there going, what happened on Friday night? So you used to be out dancing yeah. at belly up, and now I'm sitting at home doing a goddamn Rubik's Cube. We just lost August Ames. It's hard to find hot ones. Sorry. Don't cut yeah. your hair short. God damn, do it in her tribute to her. Stop being so fucking selfish. Nobody wants that haircut. I told a, I told a guy yesterday at the Charger game who who knows Lisa Ann. Yeah, how does he know her? He works at Sirius, mm. and he said, "I said Don't I got shake his hand." I have, <laughs> he doesn't know her that way. But I said to him, I, "I go look. I go. She did an event for Jeff and I on August first, and I said I got to tell you, she was great." And said, she was so great. She's been great since. Just mm -hmm. a lot of energy, high motor, no ego at all. I go, she's the kind of girl that you can marry. And he looked at me and goes, what? there's a lot to forget there. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. You got to forget. And then I was, I was like, well, you know what I mean. I said to him, and he looked, kept staring at me like it was the dumbest thing I've ever said. Yeah. And, uh, and that's saying something. And he goes, well, he hasn't known me as long as you. Thanks. So I, he said to me, you know, every time you go out and you, let's say you go to a friend's house and as soon as you walk out the door, they're talking. Whoever's left behind in that house is talking about yeah. her experience and now you're with her. And I was looking at him, I go, do you understand I just threw a compliment to her because I thought she was a great girl? She is what? a great girl. I didn't say I was getting married to Lisa Ann tomorrow. Lisa Ann's not looking to marry me. I'm just telling you, she has everything. Lisa Ann has everything. She's amazing. She's charming. She's gorgeous. She's a sports fan, hysterical. She's everything. My dilemma is this. Very few things rattle me. I mean, severely rattle me to the bone. But when I'm sitting up there looking nice in my men's warehouse tuxedo. Yes. And I got my fucking crew of you, Greg Bergman, <laughs> Glenn Geffner, and Aaron Creasy. Yeah. All sitting there. It's my groomsmen. Right? Yeah. JoJo Tarantino at the end, rounding yeah. it out, looking perfect. I don't need all you fuckers snickering at me when goddamn Herschel Savage has a seat. <laughs> Mandingo has a seat. Wesley Pipes. <laughs> yep. 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 And they're all winking at each other. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need that shit. <laughs> When she's coming down the aisle, they're not playing Here Comes but, the Bride. They're playing Pour Some Sugar on Me because yeah, that was her go-to song in fucking Pittsburgh, Dave. No chance. But you landed her. They didn't. Herschel Savage never landed her. <laughs> they landed her uh, 12 different ways. I love her. You don't appreciate a good thing. I do. They're just like, hey, hey. Maybe you don't kiss the bride. Maybe you just fist bump. Hey, Herschel. 
Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. Then all of a sudden she's like, hey, uh, me and the guys are going to do a shot. Bullshit, I saw that movie, lady. <laughs> On the way to Robin's Brothers. <laughs> hey, you know who doesn't have short hair? Lisa Ann. Fuck, right? <laughs> right. She's the goddamn epitome of perfection. And you know it. You know what's funny? That's what you do, draw the line on the invitation list. Yeah. If you go down the invitation list, because this is the people I'm inviting. Let me see who. August. Well, oh, Jesus. Rochelle Ryan. Yeah. I looked. Who the fuck is Rochelle Ryan, Dave? I don't, honestly, I don't know. I, would tell I you follow. If I did. Okay. I started following Lisa Ann's publicist on Twitter because yeah. she's the one who wrote all the news releases for the event. Yeah. This girl has the greatest job in the world because all she does is travel the country with all these hot girls. Yeah. But she put a girl up today, Rochelle Ryan. Holy cow. <laughs> I was going to sign off my entire son's college funds for both of them <laughs> and their Lego collection, which the Lego collection is probably worth more than their college fund right now. I was like, holy cannoli. <laughs> Who are you? What's your story? Well, you aren't saying no on that invitation. I'm saying no, when she's you, coming. Yeah, I'm Honey s- Wilder. <laughs> are you just making names up right no, now? No, that's an '80s legend. Kay Parker. Okay, that one I've heard of. You've dropped that one. Never heard. Barbara Honey Dare. Wilder. Barbara Dare. Ginger and Amber Lynn. They'll be there. Of course, they'll be there. Kidding me? Yeah. We're classy. I'm we just saying. Them. That you, you aren't complaining if she tells you that's who's on the list. You're no. complaining when she tells you Herschel Savage is on the list. Fuck him. <laughs> Get out of here, Gramps. Uh, we're gonna have a beautiful reception. Any sense? <laughs> we used to work together. What the fuck's that supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> oh, you can find it. Die. <laughs> Where's my fucking thing that you guys had here? I need that thing from Sears, the Franco yeah. Colombo grip thing. <laughs> when she's going through the guest list. Be crazy. Look, I just know this. We have planned for this day for a long, long time. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful reception at the Turkey Inn in Ramona. I don't want any tension. I just want it all to be fun. <laughs> and a little silly. And a little silly. It sure will. Put that down. Be a little, a little bit silly. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. How crazy is that? Jeez, Louise. Right, I'm going to break this up right now a little bit. <laughs> Are you marrying her? I, I, like, I felt like... <laughs> I just tried to like get... But I, the deal is, I told this guy a year ago, I said, because we're, we're he works for Sirius. He sits right next to me, does baseball for Sirius. Mm-hmm. I'm doing football, and we just started having a conversation. Then I mentioned the fact that the whole story about trying to get her on the show. This is when she was just coming on the show. Yeah. And then go through the whole process. Then I told him, and I ran into him again because it was the first game yesterday. I was telling him the story in the last year and what has happened. And then he just looked at me like I had five heads. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Anyway, I'll break it up real quick. When I mentioned Daniel Tyler, Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler's my guy. I told you already I'm going to call Daniel and say I need some help at the Benita Vista High School protecting the kids. A lot of things he can do for you. I'm talking about it really an easy job. I'm talking about dugout fences. He's going to make your house look so much better. You name what you need, he will take care of it, whether it's the front of your house and you talk about the iron gates, you talk about the side of your house, you have the iron gates, you talk yep. about just the wood fence in the back. You name whatever you want, whatever color you want. 
Daniel Tyler is your guy to make your house that much better, that much safer, and bring up the value. He does a great job. He's been doing it since 2005. His phone number is 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. would be nice is if he could put a fence around this garage as we're here trying to work and nothing but hooligans. Keep Just keep coming under the door. in here, coming in here, running in, scurrying around. Yeah. Uh, Dan Tyler's my guy. Amazing work that he does. And I, I just love when he posts pictures on social media. And and I think, Dave, too many people think the investment in your house stops at the front door. And it really doesn't. Why not protect the whole thing? But you can protect it in a way that looks really nice. But protect your kids, protect your animals. Every story is a little different, but he's ready to go. He's ready to work with you and get it set up the way you want. It's going to be great. Uh, give Dan a call. Make sure you mention you heard about it on the Dave and Jeff podcast. Follow him on Twitter because he's a great follow. And, uh, and yeah, I think once you have it done, to me the great thing about what Dan does is I think it's one of those things at the start where you may just kind of go, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then when it's done, you go, God damn, I should have done this five years ago. And if you can find that kind of investment for your house, that's always a win. Absolutely. It's funny. We always tell you he specializes in the North County, but he works all over San Diego County with free estimates. Right now I'm working kind of in the North County. Yep. And someone said to me they've used him, said the work was great. He asked me, have you ever met him in person? Oh, yeah. I said, I haven't My met boy. him in person. I go, it's like he's shaking his hand with five hamburger patties. Yes. It's a big, thick handshake. And it's a good thing Daniel Tyler's the boss because I can't imagine him working for anyone else. No, I may change his name legally to Stone Cold Daniel Tyler. Dude, that's that's what you should call him. That's who he is. A little right? intimidating, but he's great at what he does and super nice guy. Yeah. I think from now on his business card will read Stone Cold Daniel I Tyler. I like it. Dan Tyler. Yeah. My man. The best. But I love the work that he does because amazing guy, great partner for this podcast, he has supported us in every event that we've wanted to do. And uh, but son of a gun, does his work speak for itself? Absolutely. Also, Brian Curry, another <laughs> guy whose work speaks for itself. What are you laughing at? I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Because yesterday, I'm cleaning out my trunk, and I find a Target bag. You know, like the ten cent Target bag. Yeah. And for months, I had a Target bag in the back of my car, thinking, well, if you ever go to Target, I don't have to pay for a bag. I'll just bring it in. And yesterday I'm thinking, well, fuck, I never use this shit. I'm just going <laughs> to chuck it. Yeah. And I go to look and it was the fight worn Fedor trunks from the event oh, no. that Brian Curry won. And I texted him today. I go, shit, I got the Fedor fight trunk signed in my car. He goes, fuck, I forgot. I didn't tell him. Yeah, it was this close to just going uh, goddamn Bruce Jenner 76 and throwing it like it was the fucking hammer throw right near the Tijuana River, but I didn't. I got it protected. But, yeah, you ever do something stupid like that? I do shit all the time where I throw yeah. stuff. My phone I've thrown in the recycling with all the newspapers. I've never done that one. Oh, yeah, I'll take the Sunday paper over to the recycling. I don't even pay attention. My fucking phone's in the middle of everything on the car. Like, where the hell is my phone? I got to throw my kid in the recycling. Go get your dad's phone. Just holding his ankles. Yeah, get in there. It's great. Stinks in here. Shut up. Jesus Christ. Fucking guy. Um, Brian will find you the right house. That's the direction I'm going. I'm going to ask yeah. you this question because I ask people all the time. We talk about Brian Curry, and they ask me about Brian because we said before, everyone knows real estate guy. We're sincere when we say he is the best you're going to use. He has your best interest at heart. I'll ask you right now, three 
most underrated neighborhoods in San Diego, three most overrated neighborhoods in San Diego. Oh, I love this. Three most underrated neighborhoods for me are, hmm, I think San Carlos is a little underrated. That's funny you say that. A buddy of mine said the same thing. Yeah, I like San Carlos. It's really nice out there. Um, I would also think, uh, I think like, you know, we talked about it last night. Santee's changed a little bit. A lot. And I also think, um, uh, I also think the outskirts of Carlsbad's a little underrated too. Like, like Carlsbad by the yep. village, Tamarack area. Obviously, right anytime you go by the beach, it's fantastic. But if you come in Carlsbad, kind of just off the freeway at Tamarack, just east, God, that's perfect there. Three most overrated areas to me, huh? Let me think about this. I think La Jolla is incredibly it's overrated. It's funny. It's on my list. Couldn't agree more. La Jolla is completely overrated. Cause Pain it's in the so, ass getting on and absolutely. off the freeway. Absolutely. Yeah, fuck it. Yep. None no of that bullshit. Anywhere. Uh, I think, uh, I think RB is overrated, too. Dude, you and I have the same list so far. Yeah. Absolutely. RB is overrated. RB is... Com- now, they do have uh, stir-fresh Mongolian grill up there, which is a lot of fun. But Jesus Christ, it's not, we don't need to throw a goddamn parade through there. Uh, and I also think... Uh, I think Del Mar is a little overrated. Really? Too. Yeah. I mean, there's parts yeah. of Del Mar that are really great. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, there's Solana Beach is great. Lucadia is great. Encinitas is great. Cardiff may be underrated. I don't think a lot of people. See, that's what I thought you were going to say. I think yeah. Cardiff. You know, Cardiff to me is just, uh, I mean, what Cardiff meant to me and continues to mean to me uh, is, fan- yeah, Cardiff's probably uh, yeah. Really, the most of it, incredibly expensive. But goddamn, Cardiff's great. Yeah, what did you say ver- for your overrated? That was funny. My overrated was RB, La Jolla, and Scripps Ranch. Yeah. Seriously. And, yeah. And, and I know tons of pro athletes and people on TV, and they, they buy property there. I don't understand why you move so far away from the beach, but a lot of those houses need a lot of work. Yeah. I don't know that I'd really want to live in Lakeside either. Yeah, uh, you I, made that perfectly clear on the show. Yeah. <laughs> people at Lakeside tell me all the time. Yeah, what Lakeside, does Jeff have against the 67? Lakeside, Ramona. Uh, uh, yeah, fuck. Some people you go, when the sun goes down, you fucking maniacs get scary. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love it, man. I was glad you said La Jolla because I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Bullshit. On and off the freeway is such a pain in the ass. Complete pain in the ass. And the problem that's a pain in the ass about La Jolla is all those fuckheads down there think they're so goddamn important. Give me a goddamn break. <laughs> If you guys weren't so busy jerking each other off, you could have seen Jay David was ripping off this entire city. Yeah. So fuck you. Open your eyes. Open your eyes, shithead. All right. So now that we told you overrated and underrated, here's the number to call. <laughs> Brian Curry's number, 619-251-1588. Doesn't matter what we think. Brian Curry will tell you exactly who it should be. 619-251-1588. We should go to one of his open houses. Just sit back there eating all the Ritz crackers. That's it. Double up. dipping. Yeah. Double dipping. Uh, could you, is Coronado, where's Coronado rank? Coronado is great. And there are, different, great. there are different ways to get into Coronado. It's not like you, you don't have to just take the bridge. Yeah. Just, you can take the Don strand. Don Orsillo ways does to get not in. live in Coronado. No. He lives Cor- in North IB. <laughs> Coronado is it's great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He lives in North IB. Yeah. We, had mm-hmm. a, remember we have a buddy of ours that said he lived in... Uh, uh, in the Keys? No, he, he lived uh, East Del Mar. He lived in Escondido. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Forever. Where do you live? You, you know, East Del Mar. Yeah. What part? Well, really, it's Escondido. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. God damn. 
I don't know if, if somebody told me, um, "Hey, congratulations, we've got your new house in Escondido." I don't know what my reaction would be. Do you handle living in Escondido? It's long drive, man. Again, it's another long drive. Yeah, I know a lot of great Ernie Martinez. A lot of great people from Escondido. It's just a long drive, and if you're going to live in California, why are you so far away from the from the beach? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, you know what's going to happen too. Your kids are going to grow up in a town that everybody calls Escondido. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those punk kids yeah. from Cardiff. I got to bring this up. Um, you you were driving around, but now that you're at work, did you hear fucking Stern today? No, I did not hear Stern. God Hold damn. on, can I, before you get to Stern, can I mention my boy Alan Taylor? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. then we'll get into Stern. Sorry. Okay, uh, Taylor made pool. Alan Taylor was just here yesterday. Shit. Just saw him yesterday. Guy uh, was, sent me some great texts today. He had a great time coming down. Oh, I didn't get one. We. Let me tell you something. He always sends me stuff, and he's the funniest guy going. But one of those where you got to look around after you open your phone, yeah, see who's around you, who's yeah. looking at your phone with you. He's the funniest guy going. Sends me the funniest damn jokes ever. But Alan Taylor's a guy. Forget about the jokes. You're there because he's going to make your backyard that much better. Yeah. He's going to give you that perfect pool. And if you already have what you think is a perfect pool, he's a guy that can add the new equipment, the full remodeling, you name it. Commercial, residential. Alan Taylor is your guy. Taylor made pools. Six one nine. Four four nine four four five two six one nine four four nine four four five two. King of the dad jokes said to me last night that he wanted a picture signed from Lisa Ann that was going to say, "Hey, Alan, thanks for keeping me wet." And while I'm looking at him, kind of dumbfounded, he goes, "You know, a pool." Yeah. And yeah, I got it, Al. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to fucking explain it to me in ten seconds. But I, I deal with people from Canada all day long, so I said to Alan last night, "Go away from what province you from." And I asked him, I go, did your Dave fuck up the postal codes? He goes, yeah, that was pretty sad. <laughs> so I go, uh, I go, what province are you from? He goes, oh, I'm from Alberta. I go, shit, man, you know, uh, I heard the dudes from Alberta, the dudes that couldn't cut it in Newfoundland. He goes, what? So that's a good Canadian joke, right? Now you go, okay, what the fuck's that mean to me? So today at work, I talked to a guy from Canada, and he's yeah. in Newfoundland. And I said to him, I go, hey, you know, a real good buddy of mine's from Alberta. And I told him last night, the only reason Alberta was developed were guys that couldn't cut it in Newfoundland. He goes, you're goddamn right. He goes, you're goddamn right. And he was dying. He goes, what'd your buddy say? I go, he didn't like any of my bullshit. He goes, yeah, we ran those fuckers right out of here. He goes, we got them out. We told him, come on, get your ass out of here. This is tough guy country. And I go, I'm not telling him that. He'll kill me. He was dying. He loved it. And, uh, yeah. So then I said, I go, yeah, I got the joke. And Amy, the brains of the operation, like, I told him, you're not saying that to Lisa Ann. You're not. Yeah, she yelled at him. <laughs> but I will say this. I love those two. They're such great people. They were su they've been such incredible friends, so great for the charity. But let's get to the nuts and bolts. When you look at what he does for a pool, he's such a mellow guy. He's so yeah. fun. Oh, my God. It was incredible. This one pool that he has, and hit him up on Twitter. Hit him up and go, let me see this fucking yeah. pool that Jeff's talking about. Dave, he did this pool, and it looks so great at night. And along the wall, there's a fire pit. Did you see that shit? Yeah, it was awesome. And I was just like, God damn. It, to me, it looked like the kind of pool that you would see at some five-star resort in Palm Springs or Beverly Hills right, Santa Barbara, Montecito, somewhere like that. And my guy 
you know, telling Lee Sand thanks for keeping me wet. You know, like pools. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. He's doing this on a regular basis. They're so incredible. Like a super guy, they're going to treat you great. But at the end of the day, what you're going to walk away with is outstanding. Oh, my God. I was so excited for him. I'm like, that's the way you do it. Yeah. And it's not false modesty. He goes, yeah, it's fun. He just loves doing it. He loves taking your average backyard pool that looks like some shithole yeah. motel. Days in. Yeah, where little kids take a shit in the fucking pumps. Yeah, ruin it for everybody. <laughs> ruin it for everybody because they got a horse shit sense of humor. They think it's all funny. Fucking. <laughs> Nobody terrible. thinks that's funny. No, that's terrible. Nobody yeah. likes that. How about a little class? And now you've got a gorgeous pool. Yeah. Then I tell you what, if Oprah and Gail King were coming over, they'd be proud to sit back <laughs> and the, drink mimosas with you. You know, it's funny. Growing up, if you had a pool like that, you honestly, I know you. I'd probably yeah. do the same thing with my friends. Dude, I bet you can't walk across those coals. And we yeah. were, we're trying to walk across the yeah. coals barefoot. Hell yeah, Tony Robbins stuff. And then we'd be jumping in the pool, cooling our feet off, and crying while we're in the pool. Yeah, Because we'd do something stupid. Yeah. Yeah, because we weren't mature enough. Now I think we're at the age we're mature enough not to step on the coals first and then yeah, jump in the but pool. but I'm telling you, at that time where you're, where you're talking about, if I had a pool like that in my backyard, you know who's waiting for me in the pool? Phoebe Cates. <laughs> Is that right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Phoebe I Cates. I guarantee you, Alan did yeah. not connect with Amy based on his jokes. He connected on his ability to build fucking kick-ass <laughs> pools. This guy's a goddamn artist. God, I just sat here and looked at these. I was freaking out. I'm like, those are so goddamn cool. I love it. Uh, Taylor made pools, man. The best. Yeah. Andy, you're going to find out, Andy. You are going to find out how cool it is. You find out as well. And ask him to tell you more jokes. The guy's unbelievable. What are we going to tell me about Stern? So Stern today, there is a reason why he's the best ever. There really is a reason why he's the best ever. And Dave, help me out. How old is Stern? Is he 60? 64. Okay, so today I had to go meet Che. I'm coming from Carlsbad, and he was out off the 15. So whatever it took me to drive from Carlsbad down the 5 over the 56. So he starts off, Stern starts off today doing an hour on Les Moonves, who tried to ruin him professionally. Yeah. And was Les responsible for firing us too at CBS? Was he there? Yeah, yeah, he fucked us. <laughs> He fucked us because you wouldn't blow him. All of a sudden, you're the moral police. Good standards. Um, So he did, dude, he said he was doing it on a megaphone, but he was doing this conversation between Les Moonves and Julie Chen. And he was, look, Moonves is a dirtbag. Yeah, he, he couldn't be a bigger asshole, yeah. right? Fuck that guy. But now when you have Stern, who's been directly impacted by him, getting the opportunity to go off on this guy, I swear to God, Dave, he was just, it's all top of your head, just yeah. going. And I just, I couldn't take it. It was so goddamn great. And then I go in and meet with Che. We hang out for 45 minutes. I come out and now he's talking about Burt Reynolds and what a dick Burt Reynolds was. And I thought, really? Was, and he goes, I didn't even know him. He just struck me as a guy who's a real asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? And, dude. You know what's funny? Right now, you put so many guys on that are guys that interest him. Like, yeah. if Bert had, was alive and had his marbles, that was an interview I would have liked to have heard. Yeah. Now, 
it was funny. Somebody said, and it may have been Nick Canepa may have written about Burt Reynolds, that you have to go back and find the Playboy interview that Burt did in his prime. And Nick said it was fall over funny. Yeah. And people used to always say, oh, I read it for the articles. But the Playboy interviews were legendary. I mean, pages and pages. They would go 10, 15 pages, these interviews. And they've always said the, the Burt Reynolds one was a legendary one. But I just thought as I'm driving today listening to Stern, I go, here's a guy with how many millions in the bank? Yeah. And who had, he goes, look, I laughed when I heard what happened in Les Moonves. He tried to ruin me. And yeah. He was a dick to me. Wouldn't give him his tapes. Yeah. And he goes, people talk about me being a creep. He goes, I, I didn't fucking do shit like that. I didn't force chicks to blow me. I didn't do physical assault people. And, uh, but Dave, it's just that first hour where he is unhinged was so goddamn good and so funny. It, it wasn't quite as good as, uh, you know what you hear from Cilio every day? <laughs> no, it was just like I, I just listened. Like this fucking guy is un, untouched. Not too many people have the opportunity to go after the person that has been the biggest thorn in their side. And, no, I, and today I, was his day. Yeah, I have not. Oh no, wait! I've done it as much as I could on uh, this fucking oh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, but here's the difference I think between Stern and Moonves, and me and that guy. I'm pretty convinced Les Moonves would beat the shit out of Stern. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty convinced, especially right now when I'm all jacked up on caffeine and yeah. not jacked up on Lexapro, <laughs> that it may be old school NWO beatdown on that fucking twerp. Uh, if I ever cross paths with him. Oh, my gosh. Uh, two things. And hit him. Uh, two things. One is, uh, as you said, he, la a week ago at this time, I was getting ready for the first day back in an office in yeah. forever. I got to tell you, one weekend, it's been great. You like it? Yeah, I do like it. It's uh, It's been great. The people I work with are, are fantastic. The thing that so makes walk me, me through your routine. Okay, so let's start. What time do you get up in the morning? I get up at 5. What time does Josh get up? Because just so people understand, Josh is now working with me. Josh yeah, normally was working six in the morning, and then but he you can you have to show up somewhere between six and nine. Okay, okay. but for me, I'm in a training, so I have to sh be there every for day. For how much at, like, longer? To the end of this week. Okay, which is bad, is because yeah, you leave what day? I'm going on Thursday night. I'm going back to back east. But they knew that. Well, they, they knew, knew that. They knew, knew that. Which is kind of funny. Who starts a job, goes to training as soon as you finish? I'm going on vacation. Like, who yeah. takes a vacation? Who does that? Come back and go right yeah. back into training. Exactly. That's what probably just uh, to, to make me remember everything I learned. Anyway, so Josh is going with me. How long does it take me to get ready and him to get ready? Is that the question yeah. you're asking me? I give myself an hour. And I give myself really? I, well, a couple reasons. One is I told you I'm a severe asthmatic, so I, oh, it takes true. a while for the medicine to kick in, and at the same time. I'll make coffee for my wife and everything, and oh, then nice. boom, shower, shave, out the door. Takes him 15 minutes. Man, his hair is short. Just takes a quick shower. He's out the door. All right, so you're five. What about breakfast? Do you eat here in the morning? I eat here. He does not. He, he eats there. All so, right. So See, that's a big part of the day. Yeah. What What do you make in the morning? Walk people through. What are you eating for breakfast? What do you go for? Um, that's funny you're an oatmeal that, guy? You're an eggs no, guy? No, yeah. I'll have two hard-boiled eggs and a yogurt. Boom. Oh, there you go. All simple, right, now you're rolling. Simple enough. All right, conversation in the car. Is it radio or is it conversation or music? It's conversation the whole time. That's cool. It, it's Isn't uh, that fun? Man, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how much I enjoy it. It's fun, it. right? And our traffic has been terrible. I mean, it's two hours basically there, two hours back, and it's 25 miles. It's, Which it's, way? It's okay. one exit. It's basically, Jeff, it's one exit further than when we used to go to 1090. Yeah, no, I know right where you go. Yeah, I go by there every day. I mean, it takes 25 minutes with no one on the road. It takes two hours in this traffic. Where do, you get where do you guys get fucked up the most? 
down um, here? Yeah, before, oh, God dang, man, right around uh, the 94 to after Claremont Mesa. I mean, it's ridiculous yeah. how bad it is. Are you going 805, though? 805, and then, you know what, I typed in the God dang Waze because I told Josh. Yeah. Josh isn't a Waze guy. I said, dude, we're throwing in the Waze. Telling me to go all the way down to the 52, which sounds ridiculous. Yeah. 125 down the fi- to the 52, go yeah. east. You oh, get yeah. stuck in that little loop for a second. Yep. And, man, it takes you through. Meet up again on the 805, and it sent me 30 minutes. Yeah, that's good. Coming home though, five south. You're fucked. Through La Jolla sucks. By the airport fucked. sucks. Yeah. The ninety four sucks. Now it's so weird that you would never drive this way. And it, I sound like the Californians right here, but yeah, it's the five to the ninety four mm-hmm. to the one twenty five uh, to the yeah. fifty four back to the one twenty five four. It's so bizarre, but it's the fastest way to go. Anyway, nobody cares about my directions, but the conversation in the in the car with my son it's is great. great because we've always been you know extremely Tight. close. Yeah. The one thing he says is killing me. He listens to this show usually during his drive, and now I've taken that away from him. That he, this is kind of he, he always likes. You guys do a You're podcast doing a live last show night. for. Him. <laughs> we don't talk about the exact show, but I'll ask about certain things. Like stuff will come yeah. up. So I know Jeff's looking for a place. Has he considered moving down closer to us? Jake will say the same thing. It's great. You know, we talk about. It. So we we talked about it yesterday. I told him it's funny if you listen to the podcast, you'll hear I brought it up. But we we laugh, have a good time, and then training then i'll see him him and i'll have lunch together I'll, okay what yeah. do you do for lunch um lunch just just really like it's funny man how it's a 30 minute lunch not an hour lunch you yeah. can have an hour if you want but you got to make it up at the end yeah so it's either 30 i don't mind doing that do i you, like taking the hour I like today that. i get out and uh and yeah i like it because it just splits the day up and today shit man i didn't even leave today we we're so busy i didn't leave today till 2 30 yeah. So you come back, you got an hour and a half left in the office. And you know what's funny? In radio, obviously, we're we're smartasses all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like you kind of put your brain towards just being a smartass. Yeah. In the office world, which you're in as well. Yeah. You can't say everything that comes to your mind. Like, no. Like if you, any guy who's listening to this podcast has heard this joke. You walk into the restroom and you walk over to a urinal yeah. and there'll be five guys standing at the urinal as well. And then it's always, hey, I hear this is where the dicks hang out. It's yeah. always a common funny joke for a second, you know? Yeah. You can't say that shit here. We just had human resources tra- training. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, have a night at Diego's. I almost got the living shit beat out of me. I was with my buddy Cheech. This guy's in the fucking stall. He's taking forever. Favorite. Like 21. And uh guy's like, whoa, that water's cold and it's deep. And I go, hey, piss in it. Don't drink it, fuckhead. <laughs> Cheech and I. <laughs> Guy comes out. He looked like. Fucking, uh, I don't know, the biggest dude I've ever seen. He was huge. Like 6'5", 330, and I just pointed at Shane. Fucking guy. <laughs> this big mouth. The guy's going to smash us. Looked like Khalil Mack on the shoulders of fucking Bruce Irving. I was like, God damn, huge. Yeah. But uh, but no, it's, it's, it's very simple. Yeah. Regular work day like everybody else. But anyway, spending time with my son has been It's great. It's been great. Here's, here's the funny thing was. To, to a lot of people who are there and understand Josh and I are mm-hmm. related, the lady who's to my left says to me, hey, whatever you do, because the main boss, one of their four main founders, is a huge Alabama fan. Okay? Oh, nice. And says to me, hey, whatever you do, do not make an Alabama joke. It doesn't go well here. And I said, I'm not making an Alabama joke. I'm the last guy. I, have a, I go, I have a tattoo like Josh does. Yeah. And I point back at Josh. He's like 20 feet behind me. Oh, you know Josh? I go, <laughs> I go, I go yeah, I know him. How do you know Josh? How long? And I go, well, I've known him almost 25 years. Yeah. And she's like, that, that's amazing. How? I'm going to go, well, I'm his dad. And she just like put her <laughs> head down. It didn't even like, there was no laugh, no nothing. It was just nothing? Straight, 
straight back to work. Like I think she, I, I embarrassed her. That was the first uh-huh. time I met her. And so a guy today pulled the same move. Like, hey, you guys know each other? You guys kind of look a little bit like brothers. You look a little related. And yeah. uh, I told the guy, same guy, same thing. He's my son. Yeah. guy freaked out. It is, it is unique. I know not everyone gets to work with a, a parent. I can't imagine working with my mom or my dad. God I, damn. I quit. Um, <laughs> but, but him and I have a, have a very good relationship. Can you imagine yeah. working with Kate or Jack? You know, it's funny. I talked to Kate a lot today because Che Hernandez was saying, because I took Kate with me yesterday yeah. to drop the checks off. And we were talking about a lot of different things during the day. Because, look, it's probably not exactly what he thought we were going to do, especially when his brother's at the movies. I said to him at the end of the day, I go, Katie, you understand we just gave away $8,000. You understand that's what we did? He goes, God, that's pretty cool. But uh, what what's really cool is I talked to him. Uh, Facebook, Facebook sucks, but I'm addicted to Facebook memories. Because yeah. for me, Facebook memories are one of two things. It's either a memory of the show. We're like, God, and somebody's sent the coolest video to me today uh, five years ago, the Charger Chiefs game at Jack Murphy, and it was fucking packed with Charger fans screaming wow. just five years ago. And the point of the video was, you know, if you had just committed to your team, Spanos, this could have been here. And you look at it and you go, God, it gave me chills, man, because you and I were there on that day, and it was fantastic. But Facebook memories... um, Five years ago today, my son Jack was in the hospital. He had had a severe asthma attack. And if you think about the area kind of like right at your windpipe, kind of where you're, you're, you know, right at your breastbone. Close to your, where you're pointing is close to between your collarbones. Yeah, kind of there. I was watching him. He's five years old. And David was going in and out probably a quarter inch deep when he was breathing it was like going in so far in that I freaked out. I go, there's something going on. He couldn't catch his breath. Yeah. And so we took him into the hospital and he stayed there for three days. And when I mentioned it to him yesterday, he said exactly what he said to me at the time, which was, it was incredibly terrifying for me and his mom. And I, I've said to him, because he was the little one who spent nine weeks in the NICU, I'm always much more worried about him than I am his brother who, by the way, spent six fucking weeks in the NICU, but yeah. I act like he's fine. And Jack said to me, he goes, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. I got to eat ice cream every day, watch movies, and uh, they brought the zoo animals in. I got to play with a f- hedgehog. <laughs> he goes, that was pretty cool. I liked that time. It's exactly verbatim what he said to me five years ago when his mom and I, his mom, he made his mom, he was five, he said to his mom, will you stay overnight with me because I don't like staying here? So... His poor mom climbs into, you know, hospital bed. It's set for one. And she's stressed out, right? It's her baby boy and everything else. Did they let her stay? Yeah, they let her stay. Biggest mistake of her fucking life. This fucking asshole kid of mine thought it was the funniest thing ever because he had the control of the bed. Yeah. So it's up and down and up, feed her up and the whole th- shit. She's like, I was ready to hit him in the face with the remote. He's doing it at 2 in the morning. Thought it was hysterical. Watch his mom move up and down the whole thing. Kept it going. And uh, But Cade, at age 5, and this is what he and I talked about yesterday. He was 5 years old, and he was playing hockey at the time. And he was playing with kids that were 7, and there were a couple of kids that were 8. 
And he was already a little bit smaller for his age. So when he came in, these kids looked like they had a foot to 14 inches on them. Plus, they were a couple years older. And his mom wasn't there. And he and I are best of friends, but you like your mom being there. And he got nervous. And he got a little choked up. And he wasn't sure he wanted to go. And and I was just talking to him. I go, look, man, you got nothing to, you're fine. You're all good. And uh, he didn't like it, and he's looking at how big these kids are, the whole thing, and it's bugging him. And all of a sudden, he said to me, he gave me his helmet and his gloves, and he said, hang on fight. to these. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to fight me. <laughs> no, fight some kid. No. Pull a little young blood, throw the gloves <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, no, he gave me his helmet and his yeah. gloves, and he said, hang on to these. And I watched him, He didn't, and he's in his skates, and he walks about 10 yards over to the trash can, and he fucking throws up twice. He's five years old. Oh. Throws up twice in the trash can. He gets up. He wipes his mouth. He goes to the lady who loved him at the snack bar. Gets a little thing of water. He rinses his mouth out. Spits that in the trash can. Comes back to me with the back of his hand. He dries his right eye. And he said, okay, I'm good. Jeez and Louise. he gave me his gloves. I gave him his gloves and his helmet. And he went out and played. He was fucking five years old. And I said to him, I said, dude, I am telling you, no matter what you do in your life. What did you think when he threw up? I was fucking died. I thought it was great because I'd seen it. I thought I'd seen it. I knew exactly what he was doing. I knew exactly because I've seen it from fighters like so much. I understand, but but, but those are fighters. I mean, this is a five-year-old kid. Yeah. You know, you're the parent of Beetlejuice over there. (laughs) I said, this fucking guy. And I I was funny talking to him about it yesterday because I said, God damn, Kate. I go. You've been through a lot in your life. You've looked out for me this entire year. You've done so much for me, and I, I couldn't be, I couldn't love you more than I love you. Yeah. But I said, that fucking day, shit changed between you and me. Because I go, dude, you were the baddest man on the planet right then. And I said, I texted your mom, and I said, this fucking maniac just was choked up, teared up a little bit, wasn't sure. Goes and throws up twice, comes over, dries his right eye with the back of his hand. He goes, all right, I'm good. And he went out and played. And I go, you just, I go, and I said to him, I said, God willing, I'm here long enough to tell your kids that story. Because I said, you will tell stupid dad jokes and you'll be a pain in the ass the way you think I'm a pain in the ass. But I said, I'm going to tell your kids, your your old man was a fucking badass when he was five years old because I watched it firsthand. And I said, whether, whatever you think of him, Respect the fact that at five years old, when his, you know, he loves me to death, but his mom wasn't there and he was scared. He didn't fucking quit. He didn't run. Yep. He didn't fucking throw up yep. in a trash can. And what about it? It wasn't like rinsed his mouth. Car. Yeah. And yeah. just said, okay, I'm good. And went out and played and had a hell of a game. Played great. You know, it's funny. You remember, you're going to remember that story the rest of your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, you will. You know, um, and I always tell his mom, that's the, that's the fucking Swede side because Swedes are known for one thing. Their inner toughness. <laughs> I, I, it, it's funny. I have a, a story similar to that with with my son Josh. Yeah, you know, as much as Jake would, you know, was in sports and competed, it was different with Josh. I always yeah. said my younger one probably had more overall athletic ability than his older one. The older one would just outworky and refused mm-hmm. to lose, kind of a deal. Sure. And the guy who was doing my training, the guy I told you that's a big Alabama fan that I work with said to me, because, you know, when Josh first got here, Josh has been there since April. When Josh mm-hmm. first got here, we were afraid he was going to quit. We gave him a really bad project. It struggled for about 90 days, and I'm like, oh, no, we're going to lose this guy. He's going to quit. Yeah. I go, you don't know. You don't know him. 
just like you wouldn't expect Cade to ever quit because it's not in Cade's DNA. DNA. And so when um, Josh was like three years old, I take him to the park. Yeah. Love basketball like your kids. Yeah. Ten foot rim. And he tries to throw the basketball to the rim. I said, it's ten feet tall. You're never going to reach it. Yeah. And I go, let's go. And he must have shot 100, and he goes, I'm not going. Yeah. And I said, finally got to the point where, dude, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm going to be here for two more years before you reach this guy dang basket. Yeah. And I said, Josh, I'm leaving. Like, you know, you pull yeah. on a kid, you grab the keys off the freaking park bench. Yeah. I, I literally walked to the car, got in the car, started the car, and he sat there underneath that guy dang basketball goal, crying, throwing that ball. And you know what, man? After about 45 minutes, he got it up to there and it fuck, went in. Fuck yeah. And that was the, that as dumb as that sounds, I knew right away that was a kid that was never going to quit. No matter how yeah. hard it was, he wasn't going to quit. No shit. It. It's the best. I was telling the same thing. Um, and it was funny. My buddies at work today, I was telling them that story. And they go, fuck, I, I bet you're the craziest parent there. And I said, no, I'll tell you exactly what I have said to them um, since they were four or five. I said, whatever you do, try your hardest to have fun and listen to your coach. Listen to your coach, try your best, have fun, and don't quit. Yeah. Because I said, if you don't like something, write it out to the end and you don't have to go back, but at least complete the the goal. But the other thing that I've said to my sons since a very young age is I said, I feel like you guys are in a, a unique situation that I hope you appreciate. And I said, your mom came from a very rough upbringing. She had a very tough teenage years. Yeah. She went through very difficult times in her life. I uh, had a kid when she was 17. But instead of just fucking throwing the towel in, she put herself through San Diego State, uh, got a finance degree, determined that wasn't good enough for her, put herself through law school, graduated magna cum laude, and passed the bar first time out, and now has become a very successful attorney. She is self-made. And I am very proud to tell people that story, whether we stay married or not, because of how proud I am of her for what she accomplished. To the point that I used to say to her, look, if we ever find ourselves in a situation where people we're at a party and people are like, hey, you know, tell me about you. I go, I'm fucking going first. I go, I'm not following that shit. (laughs) But I said, your mom set a goal for herself and she has accomplished it. And every day she exceeds her goals. And I said, I'm incredibly proud of her and you should be as well. I said, when I was in high school, my friend Joel Rods challenged me to be on the radio. And I said... Uh, I never thought I could do it, um, but it was exciting to me. And Joel was kind of the guy who goes, dude, let's fucking go. Get you on the radio. And I said, I got a job as a board up. We've already talked about it. I worked as a producer. And then Dave and I got a weekend show. And I said, really, at that point, I had reached the goal. Yeah. Once I had the ability to turn a microphone on, I had reached the goal. But I said, in the similar manner of what your mom did, when did you realize, I'm going to cut you off on this, when did you realize uh, you reached the goal? Were you, I mean, did it catch you? I'll tell you, you exactly when. Yeah, it's funny you said that. I remember exactly where I was when I reached what, what I wanted to do. It was kind of strange. Um, Joel put the, who, and this is why Joel and I have had a lot of conversations this week, and it was really nice that my friend Laura thought Joel had died because she wrote me a message yesterday saying how sad it was that Joel's dead. <laughs> I go, well, he's not dead, you fucking idiot. Learn how to read, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe Joel's dead. That's exactly what you would say. Yeah, I go, he's not fucking dead. I just said he was at the event three weeks ago. My brother just died, and you called him stupid. Learn how to read, stupid. Jesus Christ. I can't read. My eyes are filled with tears. True. Sorry. Well, then get off Facebook. Stop killing off Joel. Um, when, When I felt like I had accomplished it, the weekend show was really fun. 
when we replaced Hank was tough for me because of my friendship with him. That yeah. was kind of tough. It's okay. He had AOL stock. He was okay. He had AOL stock and he killed it. Dave, where I felt like we had made it um, is very weird. It's the anniversary is tomorrow. Yeah. When they had the confidence in us to put us on the air on 9-11, I sure as hell didn't believe it that night. But if I look back now and say the Dave Sniff, who I admire and I respect at KFMB, trusted us enough on that legendary station to be the night yeah. show on that night, now that's when you go, you make it. Um, but then... Well, were, were, you, were you in the building at the time? Were you driving home and going, holy cow, I did it? Um. You know, there's probably a couple. I mean, I feel like the Afalo thing, Alexis Afalo, yeah. when we raised the money. You clicked it in your head, driving home, like, hey, yeah. you did something great there. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice. But but I feel like nice. the nice thing is now is trying to trying to exceed it again yeah. and, and setting that. And, and the point in all that wasn't like, hey, check out how great me and Dave are. It was to tell my sons the benefit that you have is that your mother set a professional goal and exceeded it and continues to exceed it every day. And your dad did the same thing. And the benefit of that to you is we don't have to live our lives through you. We're going to challenge you to be great, but we've accomplished our dream. We lived our dream. Yeah. Now we want you to live your dream. So help us, you know, help us get you there. We didn't, we didn't set out to be on the radio and ended up not accomplishing that. And now we have personal anger that we carry in our soul. So we're going to force you onto the radio yeah. because that's what we want to be. No. Um, my my wife didn't set out to be a lawyer and ended up, you know, doing something else. Um, and so she's going to force you down that path. She chose the path for herself. She was self-made. Nobody in my family ever had been in broadcasting. I'm very proud of it. The other day I'm at the house and I go through and I find this stack of CDs just sitting there and I took it and I threw it in the car and one of the CDs was an hour that I did a clinch gear radio where people had said to me, look, you can never be the one. You can never drive a show because that's Dave's job. You can't do it. So when you left and I was frustrated with the vision of 1360, I set the goal to myself to say, look, I'm going to show people that I can host the show, that I can get it to breaks, that I can produce it. And I was lucky that I had a great friend in Stephen Quadros, the fight doctor, come in, who was an amazing number two yeah. and got me through. And I sat there, Dave, and I listened to an hour of that. And I sold that show to Sirius XM. I'd never negotiated a show. Negotiated a deal with AFN, the Defense Department. Fuck, I'd never done all of that. And that was all exciting. But to me, if you say, what was the night where you go, fuck, man, I, I reached my goal. It's when Dave Sniff, who I, I will never be able to repay, had enough enough belief in you and me when I'm, I guarantee you, I can't speak for you. I didn't think we deserved to be on. I didn't think we were good enough to be on. I was afraid that we wouldn't represent KFMB enough. And, uh, and when Dave Sniff said, no, you guys are exactly who I want on the air, um, yeah, and it's just, it's weird that 9-11's tomorrow and you bring that up. That was the day when I go, fuck, man, I might be okay at this. Yeah, I always say there's nothing better in life than when you can surprise yourself. Yeah. Whether that means it's something as simple as standing up for yourself, if that's not your personality. Yeah. Or if that's something, doing something great for someone else that you didn't know you had it in you, whatever it is. But yeah. when you can surprise yourself in life, and those moments are very rare for everybody, there's something about that that's different. And you go, hell, I did something I didn't expect for myself when you can surprise yourself. I remember, um, you know, I know, I know we're kind of jumping around, but I want to get back to the quitting thing in a second. But I remember I had five goals 
when uh, when I was done with high school. Again, I moved away from when I was 15, so I started I was a goal guy. Yeah. And my five goals were, I did them all in the wrong order. Okay. One was I, I wanted to be married. I wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a house. I wanted to have a job that didn't seem like a job, you know. Um, it's funny, I used to have all those. <laughs> and, well, just it's like country music. Just play it backwards. You get them all back. <laughs> get your dog back. Get your house back. Get good. your car back. And <laughs> I wanted a college degree. Those are the five mm, things I wanted. Nice. Well, I did them all in the wrong order. But I remember, Jeff, we were at KFMB. Same yeah. situation. Might have been around the same time you were thinking. Mm-hmm. And I go to the restroom, and you know, I'm taking a piss. And all of a sudden, I realized, holy shit, I got all five goals. I yeah, I, that's when it clicked in. Like, yeah, I can't believe it. And as far as us being on there, yeah, I had faith in the show right from the beginning. I knew the show was good because I always figure as much as everyone says I laugh at everything. I laugh because I work with you. I'm not yeah. I, I'm a hard laugh. I'm the guy that watches sitcoms that barely ever laughs. But I'll go. That's funny, but I won't laugh out loud. And then so I was like, dude, th- this show hit it for us was a big deal for us. I will say this about quitting. You bring up Cage's great story. Um don't let your kids quit. If you, yeah. if you and even yeah. if your kid, let's say your kid goes out for football and he hates it, mm-hmm. make him finish out the season. Yeah, that's what I always say. You know, make him fin- finish out because quitting is easy as hell. Yeah, if, if persevering is extremely tough. But if you can sit there and give him three months, and and even if he hates it after that, and he wants to quit after that, that's fine. Yeah, whether it's a girl, it's a boy. Don't let your kid quit because quitting is easy. Anybody can quit. Make them understand the difference of, of quitting and and persevering. And it's. It's if you let that kid quit, that kid will find it that much easier to quit the next thing. You know what I've said to them is, I said, if you quit, you haven't let me down or you haven't let your mom down. And I said, in the moment, you won't see it. But there'll be a point in your life where you feel like you let yourself down. And I said, the biggest burden that you'll carry at that point is that you can't do anything about it. So right now, when you can do something about it, just don't quit. I'm not saying you have to love it, but ride it through and just be like, shit, that wasn't for me. It's all good. Plenty of shit, right? Yep. But try new things. It's it's kind of like uh, when they try new vegetables. And yep. I was just saying to them tonight, um, I said, hey, what would you have for dinner? And they said, well, we had uh, chicken and broccoli and asparagus and everything else. And I said, God, you know, I go, man, that's cool. I said, I'm really proud of you. I said, I'm really proud of you that you do things like that. And I said, I know there's certain things like cauliflower. Any of those foods have they never had before or they, they normally eat? No, they've eaten them. Uh, their mom did an incredible job of just teaching them at a young yeah. age that it was great. And she could eat broccoli like the average person eats M&Ms. And she was so brilliant in the way she handled it because she would just sit there and like she just she just showed them, hey, broccoli is great. And they they love it. And asparagus and um, green beans. But, they don't, you know, they don't like cauliflower. Yeah. But and and I said to him, I said, you know, the cool thing is too. I go, like you're allowed. We'll go to Denny's and get a lava cake. We'll split it up between the three of us because I love it. It's too much for one guy. But yeah. but you split it up, and then I die because they just eat it like they're going to the chair. Um, <laughs> but it's all cool, you know. It's all cool. But but yeah, Dave, I I agree fully on that. But for me, I just it's the one thing I've said to them since they were little is. I said, your mom and I don't have to live our lives through you. Yeah. And I said, uh, nobody in my family, A, did what I ended up doing, and B, nobody in my family, now they always encouraged me, but no, yeah. I, I was my own career counselor. The career counselors at San Diego sucked. They were fucking, they sucked and they were lazy, and I hope they've gotten better. Those fuckheads didn't do shit to tell me anything. They all knew who the fuck I was. I was this guy when I was 16. Yeah. 
um, they didn't do shit. And their mom, when she was 15 or 16, was fighting her own personal battles. But I think why we're so different in a million ways, but we're alike in the fact that we both fucking created our own path and we followed it and we, we set goals and we exceeded them and we're proud of that. And I'm, she's proud of me for what I accomplished. She was with me when all that shit happened and I'm incredibly proud of it. And she talked to me yesterday about a couple of things that had happened to her. Like we're at, a, we're at our kids basketball game. We're just hanging out bullshit next to each other. And she talked to me about a couple of things that had been said to her uh, professionally and that meant a lot. And I, I just said to her, I said, look, I hope you understand. And I don't want to get into it because I don't know who listens to yeah. this thing. And that's that's our business between her and I. But I said to her, I said, look, that's incredibly nice for people to say that to you. But I said, you understand they're not just saying things to you because you're nice. They're saying things to you because you're really, really good at what you do. Yeah. And she goes, I think I'm finally at a point in my life where I get that. Cool. And I said, that's, that's good. great. So, yeah, I mean, that's why you go, yeah, I think considering, Dave, where this year started, uh, telling that to Che tonight, I feel like you and I would have been very easy to quit, you know, tying it back to don't quit. I, I think it would have been very easy for this show to just say, fuck it, man. Yeah. Uh, Dave's dad's gone and my life for upside down is upside down and fuck it. I don't really feel like sitting in here talking about Mike McCoy. <laughs> um, but what I said to Che was what I'm proud of Dave and, and what I'm trying to do is we said we kind of did a show just to make each other laugh uh, for 20 years. And I said, now we're, we're trying to do a show that makes a difference. And that's what I want. I would much rather my legacy for my son's be, hey, you know what? I was with my dad one day and we went to Ronald McDonald House and Alpha Project and Rancho Coastal and, and he dropped off money that his show raised for these charities and that was kind of cool. Then, oh, wasn't your dad who did, you know, the mayor or did any of that shit? Yeah, it's all fun. But yeah. I want I want him to, it's the vegetable part of it. I, I feel like, Dave, sometimes what you and I do here, the analogy, yeah, it's a little bit of the lava cake and it's fun and it's great. But at the core, the the vegetables of it is trying to make a difference in this community, whether it's through the Little League Parks or whether it's charity or whether it's through the AFSP walk that we hope you'll all join us with. And I'm much more proud of all this. I, I really think, Dave, I'm much more proud of what we have done since January 1st of this year than maybe anything else we've done in the last 20 years. Couldn't have been. Because nah, fuck Mike Shepard didn't know shit <laughs> what he had with more. this show, this fucking nitwit. <laughs> Uh? And fuck <laughs> Cliff kidding. Albert. Another guy didn't know shit. Another fucking overrated guy in this town. Let's go through some overrated guys <laughs> in this town. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Dude. I know you do. Don't worry, Sleepy. Oh gosh. Let's just go, let's go. You said three overrated, three. Okay, let's finish this way. Okay. This will be fun. I swear to God, if you fucking hesitate, I'm gonna throw the rest of my Steve right in your fucking go on, face. Go <laughs> in my fucking face. I'm going to. I want to hear your, and you're going to start. I want to hear your three underrated, and I want to hear your three overrated guys in local radio. And I want to hear them right now. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Three overrated, three underrated. That's pretty tough. How about giving me the most underrated, most overrated? Um, fuck, man. I'm not a fan of local radio at all right now. Who who bugs I'm, you? I'm not. Uh, 
This is so fucking easy for me. Is it really? Well, let's yeah. hear it because right now, I, I, honestly, I don't have the 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 fuck you thing going in my head, which is usually going all the time. There are a lot of guys on the air that you go, "What the hell?" So you sit there and go, "Could I do a better job?" Yeah, but yeah, I'll be honest with you, Jeff. I have no desire to go on locally right now. I yeah. just, I just don't. So I just. Well, it's good that they're I, not calling. Yeah, well, it's a good thing the phone's not ringing because I don't think I'd say yes right now. It's uh. It's funny when I think of San Diego and I think about the city a lot, you know, yeah. because I'm amazed that this is my home. Someone asked me the other day, do you ever think you'd make it your home? A guy asked me in L.A. yesterday, why don't you come back? It'd be yeah. easy. You know, I, I could easily hook you guys up with something up here. I go, well, neither one of us are looking to get out of here. It's a it's a great city. They're great people that we actually have great connections. The most of them are non radio people. Yeah. But it's a lot of things that frustrate the shit out of me when it Who's comes to, to building. Who's your underrated overrated? Oh, man, I don't know. Just one I, and one. I'll cut it down. Well, to one. Uh, it, it looks like I'm picking friends, but I always think uh, I, I think Costa and I think Woods are, are underrated. I don't think Costa. I don't think. Well, here you go. I don't think either one. When's of them, the last time Mike gave a shit about that show? No, I'm not talking about a show. I'm, I'm saying th- both those guys aren't been used to the talent. They oh, have. I agree a hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Oh, they're I underrated agree. because they're. It, it sounds like I'm taking a shot at Ben. I'm not taking a shot at Ben. What I'm saying is, Stevie Woods is extremely funny, ex- extremely creative. And he doesn't get a chance to do that. And I don't know if it's Ben or if that's Mike Shepard or whatever, but Stevie Woods, man, is, is the could be the fastest car on the road, and he's, he's driving in second gear. If Mike and, and Woods were together doing an, a show on 94.9. It would re-energize Costa, that's for sure. They'd be no, I think they'd be number one. Yeah, it would re-energize Mike. Yeah. I, I said to Josh, I'll, yeah, fl- I I'll agree. flip Costa's over. Yeah, I agree. Costa's brilliant. Josh was like, don't flip on the sports stations. I don't want to hear it. And he's a yeah. sports fan. He goes, they don't give me anything. But Josh, uh, we flipped it on thirteen sixty the other day because I said, "Hey, I'm curious to know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. What happened in sports? I don't know. I haven't yeah. checked my phone." And then I turned to Josh. I could let's see how long it takes for you to even know Mike's there. And man, it, it, it was like seven minutes. I mean, you don't yeah. even know Mike is there. There's nothing that Hartman let, opens the door for, or that Mike feels like jumping in on. And so I, I feel Mike's a really talented guy, but either he's not interested in doing it. Or they don't invite him in to do what Mike's good at. I so, yeah, if you put those two guys together, I think it would be great. Again, it's not a shot at Ben or Hartman. It's just they've they've knocked those guys down over and over again so many times they aren't as good as they could be. No, you know what I love about both those guys, and I agree, in their current formats, they don't get the opportunity no. to do this. Mike and Steve, uh, and I would say this if I didn't know them, what I admire the most about those guys is they have the ability to be fearless on the air. But how fucking fearless can you be when you're interviewing Rocky Long? Yeah. Right? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, My overrated Sky Show sucked the other night. I went to Sky Show. Oh, yeah. I didn't even ask you about that. Sky Show sucked. And I'm sorry, man. Dave Shelley and Chainsaw is not the same show. No. They're old now, huh? They're the get off my lawn guys. the, The problem is, and I hope Dave recognizes this because he's really fucking talented and Cookie is really talented. Uh, Emily and Sarah. And fucking Boyer don't have the fucking chops to hang on that show. It's the same thing that happened to Jeff Detro when Jerry left. Yeah. And you don't realize how big an impact Shelly Dunn had on that show. But that show was Dave, Shelly, and Chainsaw. And now when you take out a huge part of it, um, you can't just put Emily and Sarah. They're not as good. And it has severely impacted that show. And I hope the people over there are listening going, hang on, hang on, man. Fuck, this isn't working. And I don't know if Shelly comes back or you got to go out and find somebody. But when Jerry left and you plugged in Laura Kane, who I love, and Tommy, 
and whoever the fuck else they brought out of their character of monkeys, it it sucked. And it put too much on Jeff, and all of a sudden Jeff had to fucking play guitar and, and lead vocals. It's too much. Yeah. The Sky Show sucked the other night. It's a fireworks show. My son said to me, he goes, ah, you know, we had the music on the whole thing. He goes, he'd never seen Sky Show. So we went and parked and checked it out and had the music on. I go, what'd you think? He goes, ah. Wow. Yeah. Sky Show used to own this town. And, and that was it. And and for me, yeah, Sky Show's, and I love KGB. KGB, to me, would have been the station that I always wanted to go to. And when I got to work with John Leslie and Co., I met Dave and, and Cookie, Burger, Prescott, all those different. Jim McInnes was a complete cock. Complete fucking cock. <laughs> Jim McInnes, to me, is the biggest, and his wife's awesome. I have no problem saying it at all. Jim McInnes is the biggest disappointment locally for me of anybody I met in wow. this business because I loved what he did, and he was such a fucking arrogant prick. And who knows? He might have been having a bad day. Well, fuck you. You know, I didn't do anything wrong to you. And the thing was, he was an arrogant prick when I was at KFMB with Quadros. And Quadros, my man Quadros, is like four different levels of black belt, and yeah. he kind of was a little bit of a dick to Quadros. Quadro's got that look in his eye where I was like, God damn, my boy's going to fucking snap kick uh, Jim McInnes right in the fucking head and take him out. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give you an underrated guy, and then Go it's ahead. done for me. My underrated guy was back on 94.9 yesterday morning, and it made my day, and it's Brian Shock. Brian Shock to me, is one of the most underrated guys in this town. I didn't know him well. I had listened to him from 91X and KGB, and then I got to know him in the Clear Channel building, and I fucking love Brian Shock. He's such a good dude. He's got radio in his bones. He does not want to do silly YouTube fucking videos. He doesn't want to do social media. He just wants to be on the radio. Yeah. He wants to be on the radio, and he wants to tell you stories why this fucking music matters. And if you're smart, you pay attention. And he'd been off the air, and yesterday he posted a picture, and it was him with a mic, and he was on at 94.9. And... He's another guy that I I just, I'm so, I love him as a guy. I love him as a friend. But professionally, I just go, and he's a KGB guy. He's another one of those dudes. Horribly miscast when they put him on the morning show with Co. He's not a fucking barrel of monkeys guy. Just like Bob's not a barrel yeah. of monkeys guy. Bob's another guy that should just be fucking telling you stories about the music and we would all tune in. Um, that's how fucking Brian Shock is. And to me, uh, I know a lot of you love him and great, but dude, he was, as much as Jim McInnes was a dick, I thought Shock was going to be a dick. Shock was such a fan of the Colorado Avalanche. He fucking moved to Colorado. <laughs> that's a fan. And uh, and just a solid guy and such an and really skilled jock. And, and I just, uh, yeah, that's my underrated that's guy. That's really cool. Rickards is fantastic. Yeah. I just think today I listen to that show. I go, this is shit, man. Come on. When you're doing shows, you know what's good and you know what's not. And I'm sorry, Dave cannot be listening to the show today and Cookie can't be listening to the show today and go, hey, we're humming. Because you're not. And I say that as somebody who loves those guys personally for what they meant to this show. That is not you guys at your best. Fix it. Challenge yourself to be better. And and tell Emily and Sarah, Sorry. Sorry, you got to go back to fucking stuffing envelopes or or doing 
go do fucking two years in Palm Springs and then come back because right now you you clearly are not good enough to sit in Shelly's chair. They're going to say, fuck you, Jeff. we got a big contract. And we aren't going to Palm Springs. You go to Palm Springs. <laughs> you go to Belize. You go to Belize. All right, we're going to get out of here. Don't forget on Friday, wish my man Jeff a happy birthday. 35. I can't fucking yes. believe it. It's been yep. unbelievable. It's been incredible. Uh, so uh, real quick, you leave Thursday night. Thursday night, doing the red eye deal. Here's the deal. Rain is expected right oh, now shit. in what Boston. day are you scheduled for fenway fenway on friday and saturday i'm gonna see synagogue on friday i'm gonna see Degrom on saturday god damn that's awesome that's awesome okay then i'm gonna end up seeing uh the yankees and red sox next week either tuesday or wednesday i think it's tuesday which is the day game okay but the reason we're, we're, we're going day game a couple different reasons is we're gonna we're gonna see the red sox the yankees we can't okay. ask for a better matchup we're going aaron boone seats for that game i mean they so better great. be goddamn good and then uh, Wednesday. What if they just fucked him? Can you imagine? Send him down the left field it, line. Get stump Merrill's old seats. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Wednesday night, Madison Square Garden. We're gonna see <laughs> oh, shit, the I Rangers going and to Flyers. Garden. We're gonna we're gonna go to the Garden. We're gonna see Rangers and Flyers. God damn! I can't believe it's already that time it, it, of year. It's gonna be absolutely great. So uh, it, it's. What gonna, are you gonna eat? What are you looking gonna, forward to eating? Pizza, man. Of course. Pizza, Everyone's told man. us about the pizza. I'm gonna you getting go, a dirty water dog? Of course I am. Going yeah. to the, going to the hot dogs, the pizza, the deli, the whole damn deal. And, and everybody's look, going, right? You, Josh, Jake, and, and Rita? It's funny you say that, man. Right now, it's uh, it's three of us. It was going to be four of us, but just like we talk about this whole issue with Jake, right now, Jake's in a position where he's like, I don't want to go. And so we, we you deal we, with this. So we deal with this depression thing all the time where, yeah. again, I didn't want to do a, a bunch of the show this because I know people are like, all right, enough of this. But- this is one of those things you deal with in life is is when you have someone that fights it and battles this that you sit there yeah. for the last two weeks. We've been saying, Jake, you got to go. We already bought the ticket. You got to go. And he kept talking how excited he was to go to Fenway. No one is more excited than him. And yeah. now as we're getting closer, he's fighting us on saying, I don't think I'm ready to go. Like he's he has trouble leaving the house. Yeah, fuck. And so uh, I'll be really bummed out if he doesn't make it. But uh, as of if we're leaving t- tomorrow, he's not coming. All right. Well, yeah. we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that. So you leave Thursday. What Thir- that means is there's obviously not a show next Sunday yeah, and next Sunday. Monday, which is yeah. fine because it's birthday weekend. I'm hanging yeah. with my boys. You're going to do the birthday month like the girls do with Fuck the short hair? No. Here's the other thing. We already told you. Here's one final one because Dave's got to get up. He's been back Sorry. in the workplace for a week. You said we're doing a short one. We've got an hour 35 already. Okay. Here's the other yeah. thing. No short haircuts. Yeah. And stop getting up to fucking dance every time you hear I will survive. I guarantee you the only stop thing that... Stop snapping your fingers. Yeah. And stop singing. None of you could carry a fucking tune in a bucket, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Do me a favor. Realize this, pretty lady. Yeah. When you get up and all you and your friends go and you all do that same bullshit move with your hands and you start singing that bullshit Gloria Gaynor song, yeah. that gives me and Dave a chance to do. It gives us a chance to talk about fuck. Is Aaron Rodgers going to stay healthy or should I have drafted fucking Drew Brees when I had a chance? Is the Bears defense legit? Holy shit. How quickly do I cut yes. Andrew Luck? And you're all like, David, Jeff, no, this song is directed at them. What? Shh. Shh. How about fucking Bose out? Huh? That's it. Hey, that was great, ladies. Why don't you get one more? <laughs> ladies. <laughs> I got to talk to Dave about my fucking fantasy hockey draft coming up. <laughs> Fuck out of here with your I will survive. None of us care. None of us sit there and go, hey, you know what? Dolores. Mess- <laughs> How many girls you named Dolores? What was it 1963? Message received loud and clear.
Dolores. Fuck. You showed us, Dolores. Hey, <laughs> guilty as charged. We'll be like, what? Fuck were they playing? <laughs> uh, all right. It's too late, and I can't believe I yeah. fucked this up. I had the list of celebrities that I share a birthday with, and I yeah. meant to bring it in. Oh, no, you forgot. Uh, you know who's uh, I share a birthday with? Dude, the only guy that matters is Jerry Coleman. Oh, Jerry Coleman's fantastic. I would have forgot him. God damn. Dan Cortez, which makes me laugh. <laughs> Shut because, the fuck up. Yeah, me and Dan Cortez. Dan Cortez is at the point where he says he shares a birthday with you. Yeah, but this was the one I saw today. Dan Cortez. That, that, yeah, you know what makes me think yeah. of? Every time I hear Dan Cortez, it makes me think of Bill Hader doing Stefan. Because yeah. they always would write a fucking Dan Cortez line. It would make him laugh all the time. Uh, I thought I was okay. There's a bunch of other people that I share the day with. A lot of them I'd never heard of. And then today, for the first time ever, I realized that I share a birthday with the lead singer of AHA. Really? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the perfect way to get out. That's Dave, awesome. Uh, I love Jake. I don't have any words for that. That ultimately will be his call. But go enjoy it, man. It is the greatest city in the world. I love it. Yeah. You're Can't an L.A. Wait. guy. Enjoy it. Enjoy that time. There will not be shows next weekend. When are you back in town? Uh, back in town next Friday. All right. So we're back yeah. with a full recap yeah. uh, a week from, from Sunday. Yeah. What would that be? 16th. So the 23rd. Yeah. So we're back the 23rd and 24th. Enjoy it. Please sign up for the AFSP walk. Like we said, if we can put 310 bucks in there, we'll get it to 2500. We'll be gold standard. All of you can join us uh, Saturday, October the 27th, Liberty Station. I'll tweet out the details for that. But again, uh, having lost Carm and lost Mary Jo, call your parents. Call your parents. Tell your parents you love them because I'm going to spend part of my birthday on Friday at a memorial. Uh, and I'm going to miss Cage's championship basketball game on Saturday with his full blessing. Saying goodbye to a guy that loved me like his son. And if you actually have the people who you happen to be their son or their daughter... Remind them how much they mean to you. It would mean a lot to Carm. It would mean a lot to MJ. And uh, Dave and I would like that a lot, too. Have a very safe week. Dave, travel Absolutely, safe, man. my Happy man. Birthday, Enjoy buddy. it. I appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Met a man wearing a T-shirt said Virginia is for lovers. Had a Bible in his left hand and a bottle in the other He said all you're really given is the sunshine in your name We both started laughing when the sky started to rain Get along down the road, we got a long, long way to go Scared to live, scared to die We ain't perfect but we try Get along
along, make a friend, can't we all get along? To heaven can't be bought We still don't know what love is But we sure know what it's not Sometimes you got to get along Down the road we got a long, long way to go Scared to live, scared to die We ain't perfect but we try Get along while we can't always give love the upper hand Paint a wall, learn to dance Call your mom, buy a boat Song, make a friend, can't we all get along?